You are listening to the official Acts 2 podcast. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.acts2orlando.com. Okay. All right. How we doing? Good? Yeah. Awesome. I like that, Tom. Give me that. Right on, bro. Right on. Man, anybody else, like, have a hard time sleeping last night? Yeah, it, me too. Man, it was like this, it was evading me. Sleep was evading me. If I didn't have this thing to do this morning, I would have gone to the Church of St. Mattress. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, I was so tired last night. I was like, I don't know what it was, but I could not go to sleep to save my life. But So, I may be a little loopy this morning. Is that okay? It's okay. I think that's fun because Holy Spirit does really cool things whenever you're kind of off your game like yeah I can feel it with my toes there yeah all right we've been going through this series on um discipleship and I want to continue doing that I really feel like the season that we're moving into um it's going to be all about this and so I keep hearing Holy Spirit speaking to me about things that we probably know but that we haven't really gotten intentional about yet so I want to talk a little bit about that this morning, and this morning specifically, I want to talk about personal responsibility in your breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Personal responsibility in your breakthrough. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you feel that? Some, I can feel you cringing. I can hear you cringing already. Just... I said four words and you're cringing already. <laughs> Personal responsibility in your breakthrough. Uh, turn to Proverbs 4.23. We're going to put this up here. I've got a number of scriptures I want to look at this morning, mainly because they're way smarter than I am. And these are all passion translation here. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Somebody say all that you are. Okay, pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. This is powerful, guys. This is like incredibly powerful. If we find ourselves living in a place of dryness all the time, it's not because God has gone somewhere. Can I get an amen to that? It's because something's happened in this arena right here where we've failed to guard our heart properly because from it springs comes the wellspring of life in other words there's a deposit that we have called holy spirit that he puts in us how many has holy spirit in them good good and he never leaves and he's always there so what I'm discovering as I go on and I had some pretty good breakthrough in this about four years ago but I understand it never stops You guys know that, right? This thing of growth and maturing in the Lord, it never stops, right? Please tell me I'm not the only one. Okay, I was feeling a little awkward there for a moment. Like maybe somebody in here had captured it and I hadn't gotten there yet. I don't know. It's, I'm discovering, yeah. No, it's, I'm discovering this thing. It's like, it's, I am responsible for my growth in the Lord. I can't leave it to a podcast. I can't leave it to a book. All these things are wonderful and they're good and we need them. 
I read books. I have stacks of books. I read a lot on Kindle. Anybody else here use Kindle? I love Kindle. Everything's right there on my phone. I don't have to go look for it. And you can make notes and stuff. I don't know if you know this, but in Kindle, you can make notes and highlight stuff. And in Kindle, it actually puts it in a different part of that area. So you can go back and go scroll through all the things you highlighted and all the things you made notes on. So you don't have to go through the book to find. It's a brilliant thing. It's a wonderful thing. Yes, any font size you want. Big ones for me. So I'm, all these things are wonderful and they're good, but I cannot bring life into my soul from a podcast or just from a book. I am responsible with what goes on inside of my heart. That's why it says, above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. All that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Sometimes when I'm, I'm sitting and I'm, I'm talking with people and we're talking about life or individuals in like this discipleship thing, I'll sometimes ask them this. How's your internal ecosystem? How's your ecosystem? What's going on on the inside? Because it, is anybody else like you ever had a problem with this like years and years and years you grew up and you didn't even know you had an ecosystem? Yeah, like me. That was me. Totally me. I, I didn't know. I had this thing. I was always under the impression that feelings were a bad thing. And so I never paid attention to them. And the only feelings that I knew were anger and the absence of anger. <laughs> That's all I knew. But there was so much more going on down inside. There was so much more going on down inside. And as I've grown, especially in the last four years, I've discovered that more and more and more, if something's not sitting right inside of me, I am responsible for what I do with that. Hello? Yes, weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice, right? I mean, we all are going to have different parts of life, different times in life where things happen to us. But if I find myself living in a place where I'm anxious on the inside, if I'm feeling anxiety, if I'm feeling hopeless, come on, you're with me, right? I can't, as a believer in Jesus, just show up to a meeting or listen to a podcast and think that everything's going to be fine. There's some personal responsibility that I have to take, some ownership in it that I have to take. And what it looks like for me is this. Especially this last week, social media has been like, let's stir the pot. Let's stir the pot as much as we can. And so I found on social media, like if I get anxious on the inside, I'm just going to give you some practicals here. Is this okay? If you're finding yourself getting anxious on the inside, here's some things you might try. Shut it off. I have rarely found anything in any platform of social media that has fed my soul. Right? There have been some good things in there. I mean, I can read some good things, and there's been some like, oh, that's good, that's catchy, that's good. But I don't know that I've ever found anything in there that actually feeds my soul. I can find a lot of things that actually feel like I'm getting my heart stuck with arrows and my insides just getting anxious and getting uptight. Please tell me I'm not the only one that feels like this, guys. I, I am responsible for this. I am responsible for how I live. And listen, church, why is this so important? Because I'm a pastor? No. Because I live in this thing called the body of Christ, just like you do. And if I'm not in a good place in my ecosystem, then I'm not actually in a place to be able to give to you what you need when I get around you. And if you're not, you're not in a good place to give to me what I need when I'm around you. There's a reason why Hebrew says, don't neglect the assembling of the saints. We need to come together. Why? Because there's life in it. 
There's life in it. There are things you can get by standing in a room like with Jay Hofstadter. He came in this morning. I'm sitting on the front row and he just sits down next to me and he just starts sharing some stuff with me about where he is and, and just some entering into presence and the difference between presence and prayer and one if you just, you know, and I'm sitting there going, this is so lovely. He's not giving me words right now. He's giving me a part of himself and what's going on. I could feel it just sitting there. I could feel this thing of like, oh, this feels good. I almost, I don't want to say this in a bad way, Jay, but I almost didn't care what you were talking about because what you were giving me was something coming from the inside. Are you, is this making sense? That we need this, but if I'm not in a good position, position internally, then I'm not in a position to be able to give it off. So much of life, listen, so much of life is about what we do with what comes to us. It's not about what happens to us. It's about what we do with what happens to us. Hello? Hello? I want to see a church that is filled with powerful people. What are powerful people? They just don't live like victims. They don't live like victims where everything's a victim. Well, I just can't because of this, and I just can't because of that, and this happened, and that happened. Yeah, I'm really sorry. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? If anything else this morning, guys, I'm speaking to myself. I'm letting it come out of my mouth and into my own ears. My own ears. What are you going to do about it? So much of life is about what we do with what comes to us. We can't control what happens to us, but we can control what we do when it happens. Hello? We can't control what we do when it happens. Has anybody in here ever been offended? Mm, about half of you. The other ones are just lying. That's all. <laughs> Anybody here ever been offended? You know what I've discovered about offense? Because I, I watch this in my own life. Whenever something happens and, and I either read it, hear it, whatever, and I find myself getting offended, I'm getting better at this. I used to project outward towards whatever offended me. I'm starting to discover that if something offends me, then I have to immediately go, something's going on in here. Hello? Something's going on in here. Why does that bother me so much? Why does that bother me so much? I had somebody roast me in a personal message on something. Um, it was actually last week. Um, it hurt. It, it, you ever get those before where it's like, okay, that just did not feel good. Yes, you know what I'm talking about? That didn't feel good. But in that, I had to stop in the moment and go, you know, my, my, my Andrew self-life, you know what it wanted to do? <laughs> really? <laughs> Let me tell you all about it, sweetheart. <laughs> Let me respond in kind to you. But I had to, in the moment, stop and go, wait a second. Wait a second. I need to identify what's going on inside of me because I can't give off that right there. How many of you guys know that, that arguments have never brought unity? Right? <laughs> I mean, you can have discussions, and I, I believe they can actually be heated and they can be strong, but arguments have never brought unity anywhere. That's a whole other thing right there. You know, guys, as a church, that unity is not built on agreement. Do we know that? We do know that. Because if unity is built on agreement, then nobody can disagree. And if nobody can disagree, you end up with a thing called groupthink. And groupthink is very dangerous. That's how cults get started. <laughs> we need to be able to know how to disagree with people but still not take things personally. Hello? Yeah, I believe the devil is our enemy. Would you agree with me? He is our enemy, but sometimes he doesn't need to do anything because we're our own worst enemy. 
I, I even I have this thing in my mind sometimes. I see it like it's like the devil looks around. He goes around seeking someone to devour, right? We know this from scripture. This is true. But oftentimes I wonder if he looks at me and goes, oh, I can leave him alone. He's going to self-destruct. I don't need to mess with him. He's already on the road. He's already down that road. Think about this for a moment. These are the things that go through my mind. Angels are created beings, right? They don't reproduce. They're created beings, messengers sent by God, right? And it says that a third of them fell from heaven, right? Okay, so there's a number of them. And if they can't reproduce and they're created by God, then there's not any more now than there was back then. And there's so much more people on the planet. So it makes you wonder, how can they be so effective? If there's so many people on the planet and there's so few of them, I think it's because of things like what we're talking about right now. That they just kind of look around for someone to devour. But if they're already on that road, they can just go, okay, they're good. Let me go find somebody else. Let me, let me go find someone else that's actually trying to strengthen themselves in the Lord. And let me go mess with them. That's a good word, Andrew. Hmm. Psalm 46, 1 says, he is a very present help in time of trouble. A very present help in time of trouble. I'm trying in my own life to close the gap between anxiety, fear, anger, all the things that come up that I know that don't bring about the righteous life God requires. James says that, right? Anger of man does not bring about the righteous life that God requires. I'm trying to close the gap by quickly coming back to this thing right here. You are a very present help in time of need. Now, if he's always there and he doesn't leave and he's a very present help in time of need, how quickly I get back to that place where my soul is satisfied and I'm at peace again is not dependent on him, it's dependent on me. Hello? Hello? What do I, why is this important? Because I don't want to let my mind be the playground for the enemy. And if I don't arrest things quick enough, it's basically like I'm going to Satan and going, here's a hall pass, go run around in there for a little while. Free to do what you want. You're free to move about the country. I don't want that happening in my heart. And I, and I think this is a thing that's often overlooked when it comes to discipleship. We want to load people with information about the Bible. Hello? We want to load people with information about the Bible and think that we're making disciples when a big part of being a disciple is learning how to manage what goes on inside here. And only I'm responsible for that. Psalm 16, 8. I love this one. In 2017, this was my passage in 2017. I held on to this one and I would not let it go. I think I spoke over and over and over about this passage. It says this, because you are close to me and always available, my confidence will never be shaken. For I experience your wraparound presence every moment. Come on. You're talking about, listen, the guy who wrote this had some trouble, wouldn't you say? Dave had some trouble. Dude did some pretty bad things, right? But he caught this. Even before Holy Spirit was ever poured out, he caught this thing right here. I experienced your wraparound presence every moment. 2017, this was mine. I just held on to it. Why? I needed it. I needed it. I, that's where I really started to find myself being trained in this discipline of going, wait a second. 
What's going on in here? What's going on in here? It's almost as if my sense of this right here, not having it in my head, but really knowing it down in here is starting to get closer and closer and closer and closer. When I can say this, your wraparound presence, I can sense that every moment it's there. I can feel this thing. If I just shift my awareness, is this being too vague for you guys? It's shifting awareness back to this one thing before letting the mind, the mouth start running. It's getting really, really quiet in here. <laughs> New King James Version of this says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. We talk about encounters a lot. This is even called the encounter room. I think we have. It was already labeled that, but we liked it, so we left it that way. Encounter. We talk about encounters here a lot, and I, I'm all for that. How many enjoy having encounters with Jesus because he's a lover of your soul and he fixes everything, right? But if we're going to grow in maturity in this area of what I'm talking about, we have got to learn how to have an encounter with God outside of this room outside of a worship setting, outside of chasing a whatever prophet evangelist goes going to meetings. Those things are fine. Don't misunderstand me. But if we can't have an encounter with God without having that, then we're working at a real deficit on our, on our insides. I want encounters. I want encounters. I believe encounters change people. I believe encounters change people way more than a class, than a program, than anything can. I really do believe that in my heart of hearts. I mean, it's our mission statement, transformation through encounters with Jesus. This is who we are. I totally believe in this. But I can't be, I can never take on the responsibility of being your encounter for you. I can't do that. I can do what I'm called to. I can bring what I'm called to, but I can't make the encounter for you. I remember going through a season, I was teaching at YWAM for a while, and and I had learned something from someone that shocked me when I heard it, but I thought, wow, this, is, this really works. They said this to me, did you know you can go to heaven whenever you want? I was like, what? I thought you went to heaven when you died. And I'm like, no, you can go to heaven whenever you want. And they would just pause for a moment and go like this. There you are. I feel it right now. You can do it that quick. I guess it just a matter, it matters on what's important. What is really ultimately important for us? There's this lie that runs around the church, runs around Christendom, I, I should say. Boy, if I, could only, if I could only do this one more thing for God, if I could do this one thing, if I could just get this right here, boy, if I could learn, if I could really learn what Leviticus really means. I'm still trying to figure that one out. If I could really learn, if I could memorize X amount of scripture, then I would really have it together. Listen, church, God is not interested in making deals with you. He's interested in encounters. He's not interested in front-loading you with all kinds of information. He's interested in encounters. He wants to be with us. And if we turn our attention towards that, I really do believe this, and I hope this is not being too simplistic this morning. If we turn our attention towards this, it starts to change what happens on the inside. Can, can we commit to be people that can say, I might get offended, but I'm not going to act out of the offense. 
And guys, this is not some secret covert thing I'm trying to correct somebody in the room with, okay? Okay? It's not. I'm just saying, when I feel anxiety, when I feel offense, when I feel fear, it's up to me to stop in the moment and go, okay, what's going on here? What's going on here? Where is this coming from? I love what Jay was saying this morning, just taking us through it, going, asking Jesus what he thinks of us. If you don't know what else to do, stop in the moment and say that. Ask that. Jesus, what do you think of me? What do you think of me? We did it this morning, and I heard him immediately say, I like it when you laugh. Well, I like it when I laugh, so that's good. Hello? Hmm. How many want to hear God? Yep. Did you know that there are multiple books out there that can teach you how to hear God? There's probably a hundred of them that will teach you how to hear God. And that's important because we need to know how to hear God. But I, pri- I don't think he's primarily concerned with us hearing him. I think he's more primarily concerned with us being with him. Okay. Jay can text me and give me information. And I can hear Jay. But when I'm with him and he says the exact same thing, I know more than that text. I can hear God and get direction, but I can't, if I'm not careful, I can hear and not catch his heart. By the way, if you haven't learned this yet, don't try to talk to people through text if you're angry or if you're upset. I know, I know our phones have these things called autocorrect, but there's something inside of it, even if it's autocorrected and it says which is it, there's something inside of it that can't autocorrect how it goes in somebody's ear or eye, right? You catch what I'm saying. I know the analogy breaks down at some point, but I'm not just concerned about getting the information from Jay. I'm more interested in what's going on inside of him. I'm more interested in where is that thought coming from? Have you ever asked God that? Have you ever heard from God and said, God, tell me, tell me why you think like that? Tell me why you think like that. What does that mean? Tell me more about that. Second Corinthians chapter six. I'm going to give you another one here. Second Corinthians six, one and two. Now, since we are God's co-workers, we beg you not to take God's marvelous grace for granted, allowing it to have no effect on your lives. For he says, I listened to you at the time of my favor and the day when you needed salvation and I came to your aid. So can't you see? Now is the time to respond to his favor. Now is the day of salvation. Are you catching what's going on here? In other words, I don't have to live in anxiety. I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to live in panic. I don't have to live in worry. I don't have any of that. I don't have to live in that. Now is the acceptable day of salvation. Listen, church, salvation is not just about you getting, a, um, getting fire insurance. So you don't go to hell, right? It's way more than that. The word sozo is so big. It's so huge. It, we, it means way more than just keeping you from burning in hell. That's weird. Isn't it weird we've actually reduced evangelism down to that? Invite Jesus into your heart so you don't burn in hell. You better. It's total fear. It's manipulation. Scaring people into heaven, that doesn't work. 
Tell them the good news. Tell them who Jesus is. I, you know, here's the thing. Salvation is so big. It actually has no time attachment to it. It means I'm saving you from your past. I will save you right here in the moment. And I'm saving you in your future. Isn't that awesome? There's no time attachment to it. It's an ongoing way of life. And he's saying it right here. Today is the acceptable day of salvation. Hello? I don't need to run to something to find it. I can stop in the moment. Go to heaven whenever I want. Say, there it is. There it is. There it is. I'm not talking like this because I do this all the time, guys. Please don't get any misunderstandings here. What I am saying is I am discovering that the more I give discipline to this, the more settled I am. Anybody want to live settled? Anyone want to live at rest? Jay was sharing that this morning. Sometimes when we go to pray, it's not from a place of rest. It's because of panic. I have to pray because something's going on here. But when you're in a place of rest, you're actually praying and you don't even know it. Hello? Well, that'll settle in later. I'm just saying, life can be far greater than we think. We're the ones reducing our lives to incremental breakthrough. Come on. If I, I mean, seriously, I'm looking at this and I'm trying to be honest with myself as much as I can. And I, there are still areas in my life I need breakthrough in. And I know if I'm being honest, I can look at that and go, well, someday that's going to happen. Right? Someday that's going to happen. Instead of really taking this at its word and saying, wait, salvation, now's the acceptable day of salvation. It's right now. I can, I can actually, because of the responsibility and the co-laboring I have been given with Jesus, I can grab what may be something I see in my future, I can grab it and pull it into the right now. I can have this right now. I don't have to wait for this. I don't have to wait for this. I don't have to wait for somebody to do something or just passively sit and wait for Holy Spirit to do something and fall on me. Come on, can we kick this one to the curb? This some kind of passive thing. Listen, church, I'm going to step on your toes for a minute. All right? Everybody's like, ooh. When we come in here on a Sunday morning, if you're honest, ask yourself, am I waiting for something to fill me up? Am I waiting for something to happen in order to change my demeanor? Or am I coming in saying, I'm going to rock this place. I want to rock this place. I'm coming in so full, so huge, so ready. I am like, yeah, get out of the way. You hear what I'm saying, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with being in a place where you're not feeling great. I understand that. But I also understand that's not a place we're supposed to live. Pain, hurt, it happens. Disappointment, all these things happen. I just think sometimes we as Christians, we want to build a summer home there and keep visiting it. Yeah, I'm going to go back to... I'm going to take a little time off. I'm going to go back to disappointment for a while. Yeah, it feels so good there. I can just be passive. I don't have to do anything. I can just be disappointed. Hmm. I'm going to call my friends. You guys want to be disappointed with me? Come on over. Hear my voice changing. I'm like, come on. You want to come over? I'm feeling really bad. Come feel bad with me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? 
It's easy to want commiseration instead of actually get out of it. Oh, gosh, I don't know if this is connected or not. I, yeah, there's no breakthrough will happen tomorrow. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe you can have access to it right now. It's like healing. I have refused to build a theology on why people don't get healed if I pray for them. I refuse to do it because there's nothing in scripture that says that. I was mowing the lawn yesterday. I'm mowing the lawn and I'm thinking about these things and I'm going, yeah, I always say this. There's, I won't build a theology based on why people get, don't get healed. And I started really questioning myself on that and going, why do I do that? Because I don't see anything, anything in the Bible, anything where it says, heal the sick with the exception of, with the exception of this. And if he's saying salvation now, today is the acceptable day of salvation, then I don't have to say, but wait, except for this, except for this. I can't find salvation in that because it's not the day yet. It's not time yet. It's right now. Come on, I feel something happening right now, even when I'm talking about this. Are you getting a little hope inside? You finding something waking up inside that you can attack it, that you can come to it and say, Holy Spirit, you're promising me this. I don't do it quite as much as I used to, but I used to go out in the backyard and yell at God. Anybody ever do that? You're totally okay with doing that, by the way. He will not be offended at that. He's a pretty big boy. Think he can handle it. He will not get offended at that. As a matter of fact, I found whenever I would do that, that woke something up inside of me to really let me see what was really happening. I feel like that's just like a hope thing. Waking up inside everybody right now. I hope it is waking up everybody inside. But you can access it. You can have it right now. There is no tomorrow breakthrough. There's no such thing. Every moment you breathe in air has the potential for breakthrough. Every moment you breathe out air has the potential for breakthrough. Why? He's the ever-present God. Just as a reminder here, do you know spirit, both in Hebrew, the word in Hebrew and in Greek, means air or wind. Breathe. Hmm. Romans 10, 5 through 8 says this. It's the last one I'm going to read here. I feel like I'm going a little stream of consciousness right now, but I'm talking out of something that's stirring inside of me right now. So I'm going to throw this out there and hopefully you can grab it and make some sense of it, okay? Romans 8, I'm sorry, Romans 10, 5 through 8. Moses wrote long ago about the need to obey every part of the law in order to be declared right with God. The one who obeys these things must always live by them. But we receive the faith righteousness that speaks an entirely different message. Don't for a moment think you need to climb into the heavens to find the Messiah and bring him down. Oh boy. This kind of flies in the face of some of that charismatic voodoo. What are you talking about, Andrew? I'm talking about, yeah, I just, I, I go to the third heaven quite often. Good, great. I'm glad. You know what I'm talking about? The charismatic realm, all this stuff? Yeah. The seven levels of the candy cane forest. The, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm all about it, and I believe, I believe that. But here, honestly, guys, 
I don't know that that's the important thing. Maturity is not marked by where you can go in heaven. Maturity is marked by what you do on this planet with what you've received. Hello? I like gold dust. I like feathers. They're fun. They are so fun. I like that kind of manifestation. Has anybody ever had that happen to them? You've had like gold dust or feathers land on you? Yeah. We went through a phase in the other building. I don't know why, but feathers would fall right in front of us. You remember that? Feathers would fall. We also went through a phase where people were walking out of there and they had gold dust all over them. Nobody's walking around with glitter doing anything. It's just this thing. But here's the thing. That won't make me mature. And if I have those things happen to me, that is not a mark of maturity. Even if I prophesy and I give words of knowledge and they are spot on correct, that is not God saying I affirm everything in your life. Oops. Let me try a little humility here. He spoke through a donkey. Hmm. Okay. In other words, he'll use whatever he wants to use, right? Tangent. We receive the faith righteousness that speaks an entirely different message. Don't for a moment think you need to climb into the heavens to find the Messiah and bring him down or descend into the underworld to bring him up from the dead. But the faith righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. God's living message. Hmm. God's living message is very close to you, as close as your own heart beating in your chest and as near as the tongue in your mouth. Come on, do you feel that? I feel that every time I read this out of Passion Translation, I feel that. He's as near as the heart beating in your chest. He's as near as the tongue in your mouth. I'll give you one practical thing. If you don't know what to do to start steering your awareness towards this, to find that you have a more healthy ecosystem where you're growing inside and you're, you're recognizing that. And I know I'm growing inside because I've had this happen. I've had people like yell at me and do things. And in, historically, I would in kind answer. But I'm, I'm discovering, seriously, I don't get it perfect, but I'm discovering if somebody yells at me or does something, I'm discovering Wow, if I just pause for like five seconds, this will probably go away. And I don't have to do that. You hear what I'm saying? I, I have learned this phrase that Holy Spirit has put in my heart. And again, I don't bat a thousand with it, but I'm getting better at it. Andrew, you don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to defend yourself. That's my job. It's just a practical thing. It's just a simple thing, and again, I'm speaking from where I'm learning and I'm growing in this stuff, but I want to get better and better at it. I want to be able to have somebody fly off the handle at me and me be able to hear what's going on in their heart. Where you can see beyond all the other stuff, and you can say, oh, I can tell, man, you're really hurting right now, aren't you? That doesn't feel so good, I'm sure. I would... John says, I would that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. There's financial, there's health, 
and there's the internal, internal ecosystem, even as your soul prospers. Everybody stand up with me here. second. I don't even know what to say, church. I just want to shift my awareness. Can you just do it with me? Just shift your awareness. Just Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes, I choose you. I choose you. I choose you. You're the only one that brings healing to the inside. You're the only one. Some of you just right now, just begin to say, God, this is what I want breakthrough in right now. I want breakthrough in this right now. You can voice it. It's okay. Don't worry about the people around you. This is what I want breakthrough in right now. I feel like I just want to pray over you in the room here. Every demonic flyby that's whirling past your head right now and speaking things into your head, stop. Stop. Get out right now. Holy Spirit, only you have the right to speak into our minds. Only you, right now. Spirit, show us what it really looks like to guard our hearts. Hmm. Yes, God. Yes, God. I want, if we could have some of our prayer team people come up here. 
I feel like just somebody needs to voice something to somebody here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up here, but I don't want you to get away. If you're struggling right now, and what I'm actually seeing is I'm seeing some people standing on one side of the fence, jumping up and down, trying to see over the other side and feeling like you can't get through. And I feel like if that's you or you're feeling anything like that, if you would, just come down here and let somebody begin to pray with you about that. Because today is the acceptable day of salvation. Today is the day of breakthrough. It's, it's yours as much as you want it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Your heart for us is way better than we think. It's way better than we think. Father, you're good. You're good. You're good. And all you do is give good gifts. The Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. You remain the same. And you give good gifts all the time. Yes. Can I get a collective amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, we're going to let you guys go, but... If you need somebody to pray for you, please don't skip out on it. Um, I just feel it's important. You guys okay? You still with me? Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Didn't didn't run anybody away here or scare anybody too bad, huh? All right. Well, blessings on you and the grace of the Lord be with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Acts 2 podcast. Love God, love people, and live life. 